third minute at Old Trafford. Welcome to Kringle Talks Football. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode. My name is Chris Kringle. This is Kringle Talks Football. Welcome again. Um, I'm joined at my time, as you can see on the screen, I'm joined by my guest. If you can't see on the screen, by the way, that's neither here nor there, I'm sorry. But if you can see on the screen, you can see that I am joined by my guest at this time, uh, Alex. He is a South London Geordie. Alex, how are we today, my friend? How are we doing? Yeah, doing very swell, squad. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, first things first, before we go any further and get into the discussions of what we're, we're obviously talking about, um, news came yesterday that... Claude uh, from Arsenal Fan TV, or better known now as AFTV, passed away, um, I think the day before yesterday. And as a fellow YouTuber, fellow uh, social media person, obviously just want to send my condolences out to his friends and family. Obviously, what has taken place in the last few days is sad for everybody who knows him. I don't know him personally. I never had any interaction with him, never really spoke to him. They're literally nothing other than watching his stuff on YouTube. So um, without commenting too much on it, I can only obviously just extend my condolences to him and his family. And, you know, look, just a bit of a touch on what had transpired over the last few weeks, which um, is obviously the critical side of, of social media and the trolling constant abuse, online abuse that people that, you know, per se, he's not a celebrity, but are still subject to abuse, torrid abuse, like all the time. I mean, it was only, you know, a couple of days ago, he was still receiving um, horrible abuse from people online. And it's, um, I don't think mental health in, in the male society is spoken about enough. And obviously he had his own issues in, in previous years, which I, th I think was addressed at the time with, with those in AFTV and himself, obviously, and, and friends and family. And it seemed like he was getting them back on a good stage. And then you still have people left, right and centre who decide they want to be absolute wankers. So to all those trolls out there, firstly, fuck you, without being too silly. Um, and secondly, obviously, you know, mental health, man, in, in I'll bring you into this one, Alex. Mental health in men is a, is a big subject that's not really spoken about enough. Um, what do you think? Bro, I absolutely true, man. Um, it's definitely something that's been addressed more nowadays. Um, you know how I feel about the charitable use of things, but at least it's being done. At least it's being done, man, because it's so important that finding that balance between as a man remaining sort of masculine, but then that masculinity not being one that's toxic, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad people are getting the help, man. For sure, you know, I've made use of it myself. Yeah, the right stop. Oh, believe me, it's um. There was a program on the the other day, I think it was, or recently, about mental health in men, and I can't remember what it was called. Actually, I should have looked it up. It was um. I know last month or the month before, Roman Kemp done an episode on BBC, um, regarding men's mental health and mental health within sports, just in general as well, and. You know, if you haven't watched it, it's definitely something to keep an eye out on because it's um, 
it is something that we, like you said, it, it is still within some quarters of male society. It's very much still a taboo subject. Ah, uh, you know, like you said, you know, you know, you've got to be a masculine person. You've got to be a strong, strong person. You can't show that you're struggling. You, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to show that you're struggling. Well, actually, you're not allowed to struggle in the eyes of some people, which is it's just crazy now that you really think about, you know, you really think about it when, um, I think, I mean, I don't even want to quote figures, but it's like male deaths within the UK, a lot of that accounts for suicide, a lot of that accounts for struggles with mental health. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the gym, you know, and, I, and I'll use bench in particular, but, you know, saying it with my chest. But if you're in the gym and you, you want to bench a certain weight and you know it's like, oh, I want to get five, but you can only maybe get two, you're going to need some help. You're going to need somebody to spot you. And in that scenario, you'll probably have an issue doing it. But and, and what happens is after a while, you won't need that person to spot you anymore because you'd have developed the strength needed to obviously lift the weight, you know, and then and then it, it, so on and so forth. And I, I think it's just the same. Like, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. So just get the help, you know? Yeah. I know I completely agree. Like you said, it, using the analogy and using the comparison is really evident. Like, you need somebody to support you. You need someone to help you, to talk you through it, talk you out of it, talk you down from it, whichever uh, way in which you want to describe it. And then after that, after you no longer require the help, after you no longer require the counselling or whatever it might be, that's when you push forward yourself um, and you can push through with it because it's a it's a really horrible thing, man, people go through. It's a really horrible, lonely, very lonely place. No matter how many people you have around you as well, you could have, you know, your mum, your dad, your wife, your you know, or your husband, your kids, your grandkids, everybody around you, but yet you still feel like there is no one there. And that must be really tough for people. And um, without going into too much detail on the subject, because we don't really know that obviously the nature of it. But um, like we said at the start, I just want to obviously send out the heartfelt condolences to his family and to his friends. Um, and yeah, hashtag fuck mental health, man, because it's a horrible place. It is a horrible place to be in. Um, and the sooner people can talk about it and the sooner people can and push through and, and get past it, then the better we'll all be, I think. So, um, yeah. What is the nature of the business today? What is the nature of the business today? So, we we attempted to do a podcast, didn't we, like about two or three weeks ago? Yeah, I was killed. Yeah, the thing didn't even record. I was doing the to stay awake, man. It was quite late. And, yeah, like, you know it's what? A good... When we finish this, don't hang up until I tell you to quit. Because I need to download oh. everything on here, yeah? Blame it on um, me. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on me. Um, but I think what we'll do is, because I said at the start, like we'll have a couple of questions for each other regarding our specific football teams. Or do you want to do you want to talk about the international stuff first? Because I mean, it's only going to take a couple yeah, of minutes. Neither neither of us really care about it. So, um, if what? <laughs> yeah, what have you what have you made of the international break so far? What have you even have you even watched any of it? Because I'll be honest, this is going to be my two pence. I've watched 
zero minutes of international football. Wow. So I've actually watched more than you. Wow. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Because I because the first England game was it San Marino? I think they played. I I caught yeah. goals number. I think it was four nil already. No three, and I caught goals four and five. Well, actually, I walked out, came back. It was four nil. Then I actually saw goal number five going. I think that's when Oli walked. But bro, I don't yeah. care, mate. I really don't. I want to see England at tournaments, bro. That's what I want to yeah. see in it. It's real. Basically, um, but. The qualifiers, as far as I'm concerned, I just expect them to get through every time. So, yeah, and that being the case, I'm not going to watch. Did you watch or did you see the uh, Portugal disallowed goal incident? Yes, yes. Anything with with CR7, man, I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? As much as I don't, like I said, I didn't really watch any of this, the, the the football. I saw the incident happen and occur. Um, and it just baffles the living daylights out of me that in a World Cup qualifier between two international recognised teams, that there's not goal line technology. Because essentially, I mean, you know, hopefully on the grand scale of things, it's not going to affect Portugal too much. But that's changed from a draw to a... Def- that's a strange change from a draw or a win, sorry, down to a draw because, you know, the commentators, listen, the commentators did their best, did their absolute best to try and make it seem like it wasn't a goal. They were basically like, oh, you can't tell that's over the line. Oh, I was thinking, no, come on, be honest, mate. They had no yeah. issue. No, but this annoys me. When World Cup, was it 2010? When we played sort of Germany in the second, the commentator did not hold back, mate, you know? And yeah. I'm just like, bro, just like it is. But I suppose from their end as well, they expected to be neutral. But bro, come on, come on. Even you have to address it, so we're going to address it. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And that's and that's the thing is like it wasn't. It wasn't as if it was a clear and obvious error by the referee or by the linesman. Like that's not. I don't think where my issues lie with it. It's more the fact that in an international game between two international clubs vying for a World Cup spot in twenty twenty one, you haven't got goal line technology in every country in the world, at least in the main stadiums. Look, you know, if you're going to play in, let's take, for example, you're going to play in San Marino, but you're going to the right in the corners of the world in San Marino where they can only hold about 10 people in that stadium, fine. There's no goal line technology, I get that. But in the main stadium of San Marino, whatever main stadium they use, surely you can put goal line technology in those stadiums. So in the similar case of whoever it was Portugal played, that's how you know I didn't watch any of it because I don't even know who they played. Who was it they played? See, you don't even know exactly how bad it was. Exactly, yes. But but you know what the thing is? They've been in the World Cup before. They've been in the World Cup time and time again. So it's not as if you can't say in the main stadium of of their national stadium, you can't have goal line technology there. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. I can't do it, bro. I can't. Well, we, so, we're done with internationals now. <laughs> we're done with internationals. That's done, literally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so obviously, what we said, I said at the start before we started, think of a couple of questions that you'll ask me regarding Arsenal. I'll ask you regarding Newcastle. Um, other than what we said about players you will keep and players you will sell 
did you think of any other questions? Yeah. Um, would you take, let's say this Arteta situation didn't work out, would you take Thierry Henry as manager of the club? Uh, if yes or no, why? Um, that is a very good question. I would probably say, let me just say, I just want to quick, uh, without, am I allowed to use my uh, um, knowledge of his record? Not using like, my heart or my head, like. It's not great. It's not, exactly. So, no, only because I would not want to end in a situation like it's ended up with Frank Lampard at Chelsea this season. Because his managerial record, yeah, so he was at Monaco first, wasn't he? And then he went to Montreal Impact. So as a manager, so he was manager for, at Monaco yeah, yeah. from uh, October 13th, 2018 till January 24th, 2019. So he was in charge of 20 matches. He averaged... 0.95 points per game per match. So he averaged less than a point a match. That's bad. Wow. At he got Montreal Impact. He got him into the bro. Well, honestly. Uh, um, uh, um, where is it? At uh Montreal Impact he was manager from November 14th 2019 till February 25th of this year so last month where he left by mutual consent and he had to leave for personal reasons 29 matches he was manager of he averaged 1.07 points per match so 0.12 points gained from Monaco to Montreal Impact it's not good man it's not good and like i said i have no intention of seeing the hero of our club, the legend of our club, the greatest player that's ever put on a red and white shirt to come in and absolutely stink out the place. Oh, that too. Yeah, greatest Premier League player as well. But to come into Arsenal Football Club and just absolutely stink it out, I have no intention of seeing that happen. So the answer to your question, no. It was brutal, man. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think he's like you. with I Lampard as well. Like, no, and that's the thing, like, like I said, like with Lampard, like it wasn't a he's listen, Lampard's just very lucky that there was no fans in the stadium, put it that way. Because the problem is, fans, people generally, naturally, they can never take out the two, so they never take out Frank Lampard, the player, versus Frank Lampard, the manager, it's just Frank Lampard. So when Frank Lampard, the player, is sat there with his, uh, you know, his record-breaking goals tally for, for Chelsea. That's all well and good. But when you then throw in his managerial career at Chelsea, you know, he takes him to a final, he loses. He, he doesn't, you know, he, he gets him into the top four, but he goes, he doesn't take him. Well, he did take him through to the next stage of the Champions League. What am I talking about? He actually did all right. And they still, they still sacked him. That's how you... Chelsea's not even a great example. However, the results in the Premier League... Um, we're not great. We can all agree on that one. Um, and I just have no intention That's of seeing Tierra and Rigo down that same path. Um, 
Would you take? I mean, Alan Shearer was manager of Newcastle for a stint, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I knew you'd do it, man. <laughs> but well, it I well him as did it. Well, to be fair, I'm trying to think of any other no, Newcastle players that are managers now. No way. You need a coffee, my friend. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Yeah, why? <laughs> Brother, all I can see is you yawning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't watch that, man. I had a um, Pepsi Max, bro. Um, all right, so... If... Would you... Here's a question for Newcastle fan. Would you sacrifice a couple of seasons out of the Premier League if it meant stabilising your side to the point of when you are ready to return to the Premier League, you know full well you ain't going back down for a long time, if anything? No, no I, need, I need better assurances than that. We're never going back down. Um, I mean, yeah, what do you, mean? you are... Stable- you are. Wait, wait, where, where are you in the league? Wait... You're you're seventeenth, so you ain't that far off going down, my friend. No, I'm 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 just um, no. Well, that's, when I'm, so basically, what I mean is, so obviously, like Leeds, look, Leeds took a long time to get back into the Premier League, right? But the last couple of seasons, building a foundation in that club, building a, an actual team, an actual squad, where you know the whole club, the whole team are together, would you ha- take mm. two seasons in the championship if you knew that when you return to the premiership, under another, obviously under another manager, would you be happy if you know full well that you would be basically in a similar situation that Leeds are now? So Leeds are comfortable in the Premier League. They'll be comfortable next season probably um, if they get investment. And then they can build on that then. They can then build on it properly. They can they can iron out their defensive issues that they're having under under Marco Bielsa this season. But they know full well that due to their attacking ability, they can still outscore most teams. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know what? If we were if we went down this season, I take that, I take that because. Um, but then it's also the situation of. I'm not even on Ashley like that, you know, because he he's actually wants to sell. The only thing is that is his asking price. Now, he's yes. not in a position to be making those kind of demands on the basis of the fact that we're struggling every season. And yeah. um, if the, if, and, and it's, it's one thing, um, those new owners wanted to buy at, at a cheap price, but then if we're in the championship, would people even want to buy it then, you know? I don't know, bro. It seems we've never been that attractive club, bro. We've never been an attractive club like that for people. The you thing know, is, I think you're, you're still a big club. So I think the attraction would still possibly be there. It's just, at the moment, it's just dealing with Ashley. It, yeah, it seems like that. the problem is it's dealing with Ashley. Yeah. I don't blame you. Sorry, man. <laughs> I've stopped blaming him, honestly. because I've stopped blaming him because um, he's trying to sell. At that point, what can you do? What, what more can you say? He's trying to sell, bro. He's trying to get rid. 
Like, should, and then for this is where the business mind comes in. Should he have to get rid of it for less than the money he's invested and thinks it's worth? You know, from a business perspective, you say no, innit? But yeah. as a fan, I just want him out. You know, I just want him out. So I'll buy it, bruv. Sell it for two pound, I'll buy it, mate. <laughs> but, oh, but, no, yeah. but so it's just someone's got to come in. Someone who wants to build, bruv. Someone who wants to build. Someone who, when we get managers of the likes of Rafa Benitez, they're going to get backed. Mm. You know? And you know what? The thing is as well is that whole Saudi takeover at the start of the season or the Qatari takeover, whichever one it was, or Emirati one, that absolutely destroyed you fans. It just killed you lot. It gave you the biggest of big dreams. The amount of <laughs> yeah, but bro, don't you remember? Don't you oh, remember? Like, don't you remember that I was I was not on it, man. I was not on it. No, because I was in like, the day, I... you knew for well that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, more likely that yeah, than than what happened happened. Basically, it could have it could have gone through, but then it turned political. You know, obviously with mm. you know I don't want to get into it, but it got political. Um, but you know the thing so- is, yeah, and that's the and that's the main. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, listen, I, I you can't scroll through social media now without seeing the memes. You know the how it started versus how it's going. Mm. The how it started of uh, Kylian Mbappe sitting there in his Newcastle shirt versus how it's going where you currently are on the table. <laughs> um. <sighs> But, uh, so, obviously, we said the next question is regarding the squads. Running through the list of squads and who you'd like to keep and who you'd like to sell. So, how many players, actually, do you think you need realistically so what I'm thinking, wait. So what I'm thinking is, what we can do is, we'll run through the list of team, the list of squad, the players. You will say keep or sell, and then yeah, we'll go with how many players you realistically think you need in the summer. Um. Okay. 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 We'll do that. Yeah. That's fine. So. Yeah. All right. Start with Carl Darlow. Dubravka. Keep. Uh, do you know the other two goalkeepers? Mark Gillespie and Daniel Langley? Get rid of both and bring back Freddie Woodman. Fair enough. We were linked to him actually in uh, January before we signed Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, Emil Kraft. Now nah, get rid, bro. Javi Manquillo. I'd probably say keep. Paul Dummett. Well, yes, yeah, that's Keep as well, yeah. Jamal Lewis. Keep. Kieran Clark. Keep. Federico Fernandez. Keep. Jamal Lascelles. 
Keep. Fabian Shaw. Keep. Matt Ritchie. Keep. Okay. Midfielders. Jeff Hendrick. Keep. Ryan Fraser. Keep. Alan St. Maximin. Keep. Christian Atsu. It's not even featuring, bro. Well, do you know what? We need, we need options, bro. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if he came and he'll try a thing. I don't know, bro, because he's, he's he's not bad, you know, but he's not bad. Um, I'm just going to keep for now. It's not like I'm right, keeping a lot so in it. But. You are keeping a lot. Uh, Isaac Hayden. The Longstaff brothers, Matty and Sean. I, I, I'd get rid, you know. Or both? I'd get rid. I reckon we can get something for them, mate. Yeah, both, man. Get rid. Fair enough. Uh, Jacob Murphy. Keep. Uh, John Joe Shelby. What are you laughing? <laughs> Jacob Murphy just strikes me with that guy that always comes yeah. on like in the second half of games and does absolutely nothing. Nah, man, he, he, he scored us like an important equaliser in one game when he came on. I think he was winning oh. another one. But yeah, no. Keep showing. Uh, John Joe Shelby, you said keep. Uh, Miguel Almiron. Yeah, keep. Elliot Anderson. Get rid. Henry Sivet, who probably hasn't featured at all. Get rid. Get rid. And somebody it's who vested interest between the two of us. I know. Uh, Joe Willock, would you take him back for another season? Yeah. Would you pay well, money that's for him? Huh? No more than five. No more than five. No more than five million. Are you okay? Are you okay now? All right. Two point five. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the strikers because uh, you're nonsense. Uh, Joe Linton. Let's say how much? How much? 20 million, easy, bro. He's, he's English. He's got over 80 caps for Arsenal. He's playing in the Premiership. Uh, 20 million easily. Huh? Five million. Five. The reason why, the reason why, the reason why Joe Willock will get more than five million and not close to 20 million is because of what I just said. Yeah, he's not worth 10 in my eyes, though. But go on. He's not even no, worth no, 10 no, no, no. But eyes, to be fair, listen. If if Rian Brewster can go from Liverpool to uh, Sheffield United for twenty three million, having never played in the Premiership, then Joe Willock can go for fifty million. You hear me? Wow. Boy, since you put it that way, yes. yeah, you take him um, back, man. I don't want him. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe Linton. No, he's got to go, bro. Dwight Gale. 
I'd actually keep. In regards to the championship, that guy would be useful. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Uh, Andy Carroll. Nah, he's got to go, bro. He's got to go. And then I, I'm guessing you're going to keep Callum Wilson. Yeah, obviously. Come on. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, I think you've named three players that have to go. <laughs> maybe five, maybe four, three, four, no, four or five. I think you said have to go. You said the two goalkeepers. Uh, one of them doesn't count because I don't think he's ever played for you. But two um, doesn't matter. Craft. You said Craft has to go. Has to go. Uh, get rid of that well. Alright, so you said about eight or nine then. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Um so how many of those how many players do you think you need then in the summer? What positions do you think you need? I think we need a right back. Like a good one. Um I think we need um a striker. So obviously, if Joe Linton goes, I think just a better number two for Wilson, mate. You know, um, I think we, in the forward department, I think we're all right. Obviously, Richie can play there, Fraser, and then obviously you've got Mankilo and um, not Mankilo, Almiron and uh, Sir Maximum. So I think we're all right there. Um, I'd actually say like we need to get a good set of that. Um, and I'll say maybe in a, like a, in a well, but then what's his name can play attacking midfielder as well, isn't it? But someone that's going to get you goals from midfield, basically, isn't it? So that's what I would say. So what do you say, right back, centre back? You say centre mid, AM, and then striker. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's what I would say. So five positions, okay. Um, that's that's pretty doable to be fair. What was that? Well, I mean, I was pretty impressed with um the the purchases you made. This you know, just getting kind of Wilson and all that. So it started to look like you know, but the thing is that if we scrape it to stay in the Premier League, I don't think we'll add to it, mate. Personally, and not of the same quality in that either. No, I would probably agree with that. Um, cool. So you run through the Arsenal list, and I will tell you who I will keep and sell. All right. I'm not doing it in positions. I'm just doing like in the number order. Yeah, first team squad. All right. Yep. Leno. Keep. Bellerin. Get rid. Uh, good answer. Tierney. Give him a ten-year contract. Wow, okay. Gabriel? Gabriel? Keep. Keep. Saka? Give him a 15-year contract. Ceballos? He, I'll pack his bags myself. <laughs> like I said. Uh, if we can get a bit of decent return for him, uh, then yeah, get, get rid. Get rid, man. Odegaard? Pay He's whatever so Madrid want for him. He's so greasy, man. Willian? 
please don't start me on William. Get rid. We ain't going to. So don't get rid. Uh, Ronison. Send him out on loan. Uh, Aubameyang. Wow. Um, he's above. You know what? Listen, if we got some good money for Aubameyang, get rid of him as well, man. But we ain't going to. That's the problem. We just given him a two and a half year contract. Um, now nah, listen, yeah. we awarded them a new contract this summer. Same with William, so he's keep him in it. Damn. All right. Holding. Keep. He signed a new contract. Keep. Uh, Cedric Suarez. Keep. As back Marte. up, right back. Keep uh, the Ghanaian warrior. <laughs> Pepe. Keep. <laughs> uh, Chambers. <laughs> Chambers is a funny one, man. I like I like him, but I think we could probably get a decent return from him as well, given his English status. So, push comes to shove, I'd say get rid. Pablo Mari. Keep. Listen, I've been so impressed with Mari. Him and Gabriel have been fantastic. David Luiz. This is a very, very, very difficult one because... If you offer him a new contract, yeah, with the option to take up a coaching role for like a, say, he give him a year's contract and then he decides to take up a coaching role afterwards. And this, this next year that he's with us, it's mainly on the bench, helping players like Gabriel, players like Saliba, who's out on loan at the moment. Then I don't see the problem in giving him a new contract. If you're going to give him a new contract and you're going to say to him, you are still my number one choice, get rid All right, Reese Nelson. Get rid. Uh, El Nenny. Listen, El Nenny yeah, is another very, 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 very difficult one. There's reports. There's reports that we're giving him a new contract, yeah. And it's quite funny because after the <clears throat> Liverpool game in the Community Shield, and then after the Man United game where he played so well against. Uh, Man United alongside Thomas Party, sorry. Everyone was going, wow, this is amazing. Look, look, we found the guy. We found the guy that's going to sit alongside Party. Look who he is. Oh, oh, look, the next game he's he's reverted back to the Onani that we all know. And that's the reason why we didn't keep him in the first place. So it's a very tough one. If he's going to be a very, very, very mediocre squad player, when I say, I'm, when I'm talking about media, I'm talking about he's not even going to get 10 Premier League games, then we keep him. If not, get rid. Bye-bye. What about um, Ketia? Charlie, I'll pack his bags for him myself as well, man. Get rid. Good. Smith Rowe. Give him a 10-year contract. Matt Ryan. Sign him on a f- permanent. Xhaka. Uh, he's a very... If he was third choice centre mid, then keep him. If he's going to be the number one again alongside party, then get rid. Oh, no. Choice. If he's going to be third choice... If he's going to be that as in... If he's going to be the third choice player to, to to come in and out of the squad whenever you need a player like Xhaka in, then keep him in there. If he's going to be the man that's going to still be the, the, the guy that's going to play every single game, every single minute, then no, we need an upgrade. So my overall line thing is to keep him because since that Burnley red card, 
in the Premier League early the season, he's been brilliant. Apart from that little mishaps he had against Burnley away, funnily enough, we should never play him against Burnley, um, then he, he's been excellent. You can't fault him, but yeah, I don't know. Next. All right. Um, Martinelli. Keep him. The boy's got a big future. And some of your low knees as well, man. He's got some Saliba. Keep him. Right, he's doing well in Nice. He's he reminds you know what he reminds me of. He he very much reminds me of John Stones. In the fact that he always looks like Bambi when he's playing football in terms of his physique and his his way of running, his movement. But he's just got something about him that just makes him a very, very good defender. So yeah, hundred percent keep him, man. Maitland Niles. Sell him. Um, Mavropanos. I'd like to see him given a chance, but just look, look at him. Look at the amount of centre backs you've already mentioned: uh, David Luiz, Gabriel, Mari, um, Saliba, and then you've got Mavropanos as well, and Holding and Chambers. Like, there's going to be at least two or two or three of them that are going to go. So, I don't think it's going to work out for him. I say go sell him. Uh, Willock. Sell him. Uh, 20 million easy. minimum. Um, that, Not yeah, he's um, he's a problem child, man. He's a problem child. Get rid of him. Uh, Kolasinac. Brother, I'll pay for him to go myself. Uh, Lucas Torreira. Sell him. Diate. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. There Is that the Arsenal and, squad and, done? Yeah. What would you say you need then? What areas would you uh, say you need to? So, for those of you that don't know about my YouTube channel, I've done a YouTube channel recently about the players that we're looking at that we're interested in and that we have been linked with. So, uh, there's a right back from Real Betis, Emerson Royal, we've been linked with. I like the look of him. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, he, he's got the height and physique of Callum Chambers, but he's also very quick and skillful, which is what I think Arteta is looking for. Yeah. So a new right back to start with. For me, I'm listen, a lot of people have said right back shouldn't be one of our priority lists. But when you, when you actually deep it, 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 it looks like it could be because it unlocks so much more than just the right back solidity. It unlocks the likes of Nicola Pepe in front of him or Bakayo Saka to be free. And, it, and it, it unlocks another potential avenue for creating goals that we don't have at the moment from that position. So right back's a priority for me. Uh, backup left back we need because, like I said, Kieran Tierney is the only one that we've got. Uh, Cedric can't play there regularly and I don't want him to because I think he's too good of a, a right back, even if it's in the form of a backup right back, to play at left back consistently. I don't think centre-back is as much of a priority as other people do. Like I've just named all the centre-backs we have, including the two that are out on loan. So I wouldn't say centre-back is, even though it looks like we are looking for a centre-back. Central midfield, to go alongside Thomas Partey, yes. Um, Odegaard, I'm not even going to give you the name of the position, but Odegaard is the one we need. That's the, that's the main one. And if Lacazette does go... 
than a striker. The only thing I've got a small inkling on is that Lacazette will stay for another season and there'll be a rotation three of Lacazette, Aubameyang and Martinelli as the striker. Which, when I look at it from a perspective point of view, not just a a biased Arsenal point of view, and I look at the whole market, like the fact that we might not be able to even buy anybody, like hardly anybody selling much players, it doesn't make that doesn't have that bad of an effect. It, it does make a bit of sense. Um, and it gives the opportunity to somebody like Martinelli to actually play up front. You know, we've given the opportunity to Nketiah. And as well as he had done, he doesn't score goals. So what's the point in consistently trying with somebody that doesn't give you the goals from, from the striking position? Um Lacazette, when he's on form, he plays brilliant. Like You can't fault the guy. And the same with Aubameyang. So I think if we go into next season with Aubameyang, Lacazette and Martinelli as a striker, then striker's not a priority. But at the same time, yeah, it could be. There's Listen, if, if somebody, like I said in the video, if somebody like Romelu Lukaku comes on the market and we can afford him, then we, we, go, we go all out for that. We take it. Why are you making that face for? I know it's not happening. It ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I realise this. Listen, he's got Manchester City interested and Chelsea are really interested if they can't get Haaland. But if there's even the slightest possibility that we could get someone like Lukaku in, take him. It'd be exciting to see who they go for, Man City. Because um <laughs> bro, it, it'd, it'd be interesting. Because um You know what? Especially once announced it, you know. But I think we're yeah, pretty yeah. much new in it. We're pretty much yeah. new. He's been 10 years now, bro. Like, that's why even Silver left last year. Just, just 10, 10 years, bro. Like, do you need to stay any longer, bro? Like, no, done everything with the price three times over, mate. You know, well, minus the Champions League. Oh, Champions League, yeah. The thing is, I think if. Um... Look, as, as much as it's going to sound really sh- shit, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Man City just because I like Pep. You know, their players, I don't actually... I like their players. I like some of their players that they have. Yeah, I would rather see... Yeah, I'd rather see Haaland go to them than I would rather him go to Chelsea. Put it that way. I have no intention of seeing him at Chelsea. Their fans, yeah. the fans of Chelsea would just become unbearable. Already, like they are at the moment. They are unbearable at the moment. You know, they've got Thomas Tuchel, who's a B-rate flipping. You know, he's, he's basically an A-rate Frank Lampard. He ain't he ain't going to win nothing. But they, they are making him out to be the new messiah. They're making him out to be this man because he's got unbeaten. These Chelsea fans forget that Unai Emery was unbeaten in his first 22 games under as, as Arsenal manager. So it's going to come crashing down eventually. And when it does, he'll go to revert to type with what Tuchel does. And he'll get sacked eventually. Um, so yeah, if they can, if they get Haaland, hey, only one can only imagine how how unbearable they'd get. So yes, I would like to see them get a Man City get Haaland. Um, so what we, we can do then is we just like slide, slide nicely diverted into Haaland is just have a quick. We had a discussion last time where we didn't record it properly, um, but an, a quick discussion about two players. Two standout players for the next, I don't know, 10 years, would you say? These two are going to be the next guys for the next 10, even 10, for, for, for probably even 15 years. 
is Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland. Say, but yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna say ten. What's years, that? But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say ten years. But yeah, um, well, the thing is, listen, Mbappe and Haaland are what twenty two and twenty or twenty one and twenty. How old is Mbappe? Twenty one. I think uh, uh, no, I think he's twenty two. You know, because he's a year younger than Rashford. Okay. I think. It's- Kylian Mbappe is 22 years old. Erling Haaland must be 20 then. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so listen, if if uh, how old is Ronaldo? 36, and he's still going strong. Yeah. And and uh, let's be honest, Ronaldo was not that good at the age Haaland is now. He was still a raw baby face, just dribbling yeah, yeah, into yeah. no man's land. And oh, Haaland and, and uh, Listen, Haaland and Mbappe have are already pulling up trees like no man's business. So, I think my fifteen years is not too bad. You know, it's not it's not a bad shout. Um, and obviously, Bukayo Saka will be thrown into that list eventually. Anyways, um, but no, you know what? Kylian Mbappe will start with Mbappe because I'm a huge fan, but at the same time, I've got question marks over exactly what he would be able to do in the Premier League if he came to the Premier League. Well, based on his best position? Based on his best position and based on the fact that he's only doing it in League 1. And I'm not when I say only doing it in League 1, he's only doing it in League 1. And people throw the comparison between Messi only doing it in La Liga and not coming over to the UK, but Messi won how many Champions Leagues? winning it in, in Spain. So it's not as if they didn't dominate Europe. They dominated Europe. If PSG don't dominate Europe, but Mbappe stays there, then the question marks over what exactly can he do are going to be are going to be at the forefront. Like Mbappe, uh, like Haaland, for instance, he's in the Bundesliga. So he's in currently probably one of the best leagues in the world, if you take Bayern Munich, for example. And the fact that Haaland put Bayern Munich to the sword, albeit they lost, but he still scored two goals against them. Um, we'll start, like I said, we'll start with Mbappe. I've, I like him a lot. I rate him a lot. He's a World Cup winner already, which is, let's be fair, he's a World Cup winner already, but he there is still the question mark of what would he be able to do in the Premier League. In 232 games, he scored 151 goals at 22 years old. That is mad. Like that is surpassing the likes of Messi and the likes of Ronaldo. Ronaldo didn't even get didn't even near that by the time he was that. Crazy. And crazy. you know what? If you if you go into the comparison, look at um look at Haaland. He's got 118 goals in 160 games. That's even even more disgusting. In the club alone, Haaland has 85 in 120 games. You got you got you also got to look at um to be fair, like the the positions and such, whereas Mbappe can play across the front three and generally yeah. does at the so he doesn't really play through the middle as the nine the same way that um Haaland does. So obviously Haaland's getting more goals because of that is a bit more direct. Um the you know, the, the sort of his his attributes as well, you know, the strength, the power he has. And he's deceptive, deceptively quick as well, mate. You ain't like, yeah, he's slow, bro. You know what I mean? Too hard. So, he's um, very quick. So yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't even like doing a comparison, but they will be the two guys. Sorry. Sorry, mate. Yeah, but they'll be the two guys, for sure. For sure. Because what they're doing yeah, already, I mean, it's just, it's just crap, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. You know what? This was a stat, yeah? This, obviously, the stat has changed, but this was a stat from November of 2020. Erlen Haaland has scored 70 goals from just 91 shots. So out of 91 shots he took, he only missed 21 of those shots. That's a ridiculous stat. Like, for a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, whichever one it was at the time, that is an absolutely ridiculous stat. Um, And if he continues the way he's going, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get more productive. He's only going to get more um, deadly in front of goal. Which, like I've said it before, like whoever, whatever club he goes to, if it goes in the Premier League, they're going to dominate for the next five, six, seven years, without question. Mm. Well, apart from Spurs, obviously, because Spurs don't win anything. But um, you know, actually, you know what? I'm going to bring this on because I'm going to bring it on to Spurs because I like I like taking the piss out of them from time to time. What is your thoughts on Harry Kane? And uh, before I go any further, just wait. Let me hear me out a bit. What is your thoughts on somebody who stays at a football club for X amount of years, doesn't win anything? But his, his sole purpose and greed is to become the all-time leading goal scorer for that football club. And he's looks like, anyway, he's more than happy to sacrifice winning trophies so that he can be the all-time leading goal scorer for that club. Does, do you, question for you, do you think that all of this will account to absolutely nothing if he doesn't win a trophy? It's only going to be important to fans of that club. That's it. And and people in in the in the sort of Premier League in this country will be ranting and raving about it. But that's it, bro. That's it. In the grand scheme of things, when he looks back on his career, like it's in a way. But if he haven't got nothing to show for it, bro, trophy wise, it's pointless, bro. It's futile. Not even like an FA Cup or anything. I said it, I put a post out recently and I said if Harry Kane or if Tottenham doesn't win a single trophy this season and Harry Kane still wants to stay at Tottenham, then I don't want to hear a single more conversation about Harry Kane being an ambitious guy or being amongst the world's best. I have no intention of listening to that conversation ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, if he's getting the goals and we're talking amongst the world, but then, then that's why, but... As far as ambition, that's what I definitely don't want to hear. That's what I definitely don't want to hear. If you are there scoring the most goals with everybody, then yeah, that, that's just a fact, you know, that you cannot take away. But the ambition aspect, I never want to hear that referred to with him. Never. Never, bro. Because you cannot be staying at a club. That's not, that's not challenging. It's not, you know what I mean? Especially the last couple of years since my man's left. You know? I'm telling you. So look, this is this is here, yeah. So left that after that Champions League final in a new club. After the Champions League final that they lost to Liverpool, 
I'd be looking for a new club from then, mate. Hundred percent. Should have gone there. Should have gone there. Should have gone there. This was yeah. Look, look, look at this. Look, look at this. So, um, so since this was an article, yeah, from fifteenth um, of August last year, so just before the start of the Premier League, yeah. Obviously, this season it's been difficult because Aubameyang ain't scored much of that Premier League goals. We can admit that, but. The comparison between Kane and Aubameyang between Arsenal fans and Tottenham fans were always rife, regardless. But here's 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 the kit, here's the statue. So since this was the this was the article at the time, since Aubameyang scored joined the Premier League, joined Arsenal, he's outscored every other Premier League player since his debut for the club. Yeah, number one was 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 Pierre Aubameyang. This is the amount of goals he scored: seventy goals in his first one hundred and nine appearances for the club. Second on that list behind him. Um, Mohamed Salah scored 68 goals Sergio Aguero scored 61 goals Raheem Sterling scored 60 goals Sadio Mane scored 59 goals okay. Harry Kane has scored 59 goals Jamie Vardy has 33 goals and then Gabriel Jesus has something like 30 odd goals yeah other than Jamie Vardy who albeit has won a Premier League trophy what do all the rest of those players that I just mentioned have in common except for Harry Kane? They've won stuff. Exactly. The two Liverpool boys have won the Premier League trophy and the Champions League trophy. The Manchester City guys have all won High a Premier League trophy. High levels. Harry Kane is the only person that well, can just, is basically amongst the, is a, Yeah, it's basically everything amongst the crowd without the trophies to show for it. And for me, he is basically in the comparison level with Alan Shearer. And let's not forget, Alan Shearer won a Premier League trophy. And one of my friends um, went, yeah, but when when I put the stat up about Harry Kane having no ambition... Someone went, yeah, but what about what about Alan Shearer? He said that he stayed at Newcastle his whole career, and all he shows for it is his um, his, his uh, Premier League goal scoring history. And I, and I and I wrote back and I went, what did he do before he went Newcastle? What club was he at before he went to Newcastle? And then oh, I don't know what are you talking about. I was like, he was at Blackburn before he went to Newcastle. And guess what happened? He won the Premier League what? in his first or second third season. In the Premier League, scoring something like 32 league goals that season. So he helped his side to win the Premier League. And yeah, okay, listen, Newcastle was his boyhood club. Newcastle was the club he always wanted to be at. And let's be fair, Newcastle challenged at least for a couple of seasons to be in the top four, top three, potentially pushing to the top. But he'd already won a Premier League trophy by that point. He'd already won a trophy by that point. Harry Kane has won nothing, like literally nothing. So really and truly, I like Harry Kane as a footballer. I think he's a very good footballer. I think he's a very good goal scorer. He knows where the back of the net is. I don't like his off-the-ball antics. I don't like his diving. I don't like his cheating. He doesn't get called out enough by the media, by, by fans. I don't like his backing into players when, when the player's mid, in, in mid-air and he backs into them and falls on the ground. I hate all that stuff. 
But I think he's a, you can't question his ability as a footballer, as a striker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he doesn't leave this summer and they don't, and if they don't win a trophy this summer and he doesn't leave or he doesn't at least push an idea, say, look, I'm not going to lie, we're not going to win anything. With oh, Jones what are they, they still in? What are they still in? They're in the League Cup. They're in the League Cup. They're in the League Cup final against Man City. Oh, wow. Okay, I forgot. Oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, whoa, that's their chance then, bro. But that's, my point. that's my point. Barrage Europa. Yep. All I know is Jose is definitely going to try and set up nasty in that game. I'm watching that game for sure. Because now that's got me, yeah, that's got my way up that way. Because if they win, like, listen, I know it's the League Cup, but I'll have, I'll have to give Jose his kudos and, and like the Spurs boys because I just don't think they will. And two, and I know like, you're struggling to ex- receive what I'm saying. <laughs> but no, only because like it had been like it's a little blockage, bruv. I mean, when you guys went through your little run of not winning for a while, you, you just need to get past that first one, innit? You just need that first one yeah. to get past that mental yeah. block, you know? So, I mean, listen... I'd love to be able to sit and have a laugh with you and say they didn't win, bro. I really would. But if they won, you know what I mean? I got, I got my own <clears throat> problem. My, my <laughs> we don't even know what our status will be next season, is, mate. So. Yeah. Listen, the thing is with Tottenham and what a lot of Tottenham fans don't realise is their club is going through a transition that they're not ready for. They've got an ageing squad They've got two right-backs who are north of 26. They've got centre-backs who are north of 26. They've got a striker who's 27, who, like I said, if he doesn't want, if he doesn't show the ambition to leave, then, then fine, let him stay there. But they've got Son, who's, what, 27, 28. Gareth Bale's on loan. Lucas Moore is 27, 28. They've got an ageing squad with not a lot of young players coming in and around that squad, with not a lot of young players who are basically, like for instance, in comparison to Arsenal, we have the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, we have the likes of Saka, you know, we've got Martinelli there, we've got a William Saliba, we've got Kirantini, who's 22. We've got young players in and around the experienced, aged players. Tottenham don't have that. And what they're looking at is they're looking at a team right now, this season, with, oh, look at this, look at the players we've got. We've got a world-class centre-forward. We've got a world-class left-winger. Cool. We've got, look, look, look at Hugo Lloris, north of 30. You know, we've got a very good, we've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper. We've got this, we've got that. They are in a lot of trouble and they do not realise it. Was he Was he in the World Cup? Hugo Lloris, yeah, he, he won the World Cup with France. He was in the World Cup with France. He was a goal. You said you've got a World Cup winning keeper, Arsenal. No, 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 no. Hugo Lloris oh, is, wow. a, is a World Cup winning goalkeeper, isn't he? So they've got okay. a World Cup winning. But and the thing is, they've got players who know how to win trophies. They've got Gareth Bale, for goodness sake. The, the, man's won, the man won three uh, Champions Leagues in a row. They've got Hugo Lloris, who has won the World Cup. You know? At his best, better than Kane as well. Huh? Bale, at his best, is better than Kane as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. There's no, not even a nearly a question on that. Listen, Gareth Bale is a whole other debate. Um, but I, I slightly went off the whole Erling Haaland and Mbappe just because I like to talk and like to laugh at Spurs every now and then it's quite fun um, <laughs> but, um, so we'll leave it there in a second but your final thoughts on what you think Harry Kane should do 
if they don't win a trophy this summer? Leave. No questions asked. Leave, bro. Get out of that comfort do, zone. Do, do, you you know? huh? do you think he will? Do you think he will? Honestly, I don't know because I think I, I, it's interesting to see the dynamic between the Joe. But with someone like uh, oh, this is what I think. Yeah, I think if Jose stays, he's more likely to leave. If yes. Jose, he might stay. That that's really where I think it comes down to. I, I don't imagine it's it's nice work having to be with that. Like where he is now, maybe back in his heyday, but now. He's still coming in and throwing his weight like he's the Jose of old, and he's not, you know. Bro, <clears throat> you know, for so he has to win that that the the league cup. He has to more so because oh, of the club he's taking. He he has to win it more than Harry Kane does, bro. In my eyes, but yeah, because Harry Kane then they can say, "Oh, what do you want me to do? I'm scoring. I've changed my game. I'm now assisting more as well. Like I'm getting involved. Like, what do you want me to do?" So he has his reasons for leaving there, but so for me, it's more on the manager in it. But I'd love to see the outcome of that. I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to leave it right there on that note, guys. Listen, thank you again to my guest at this time, Alex. Thank you for joining me today, my bro. I appreciate it, my sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm thank Chris you for Kringle. Me, you're welcome. I'm, you're welcome. I'm Chris Kringle. This is Kringle Talks Football. Like I said. If you are new to the channel, find this podcast everywhere, Apple's podcast, Spotify. Um, check out the YouTube channel as well, Kringle Talks Football, as well, where I do reviews, videos on Arsenal, transfer topics, etc., etc. I'll be back with another one um, at some point this week, I think. And until next time, take care. See you later. Alex, final word. Final word. Newcastle needs to stay up. Yeah, that was not going to happen. Bye-bye. Toodles.